This is Can We Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Yeah, it's your man K.I. from bed and I have another amazing podcast for you up in here. Got some amazing guests. Um, and uh, look, we are still here. We are facing uh, uh, the coronavirus. And <clears throat> as you know, Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed and usually we're in uh the show's big old bed but because we are honoring social distancing we're in our own big old individual beds i got some amazing guests up in here today couldn't wait to get them back um we have cullen and elitia from when love works what's good Hey, hello, hello, thank you for having us. Oh my god, thank you for thank you for joining us. Been trying to get you all back for a minute. Really uh really appreciative for your time. Um and once again we have the amazing Sasha. Sasha, what's good? Hey guys, happy to be back. Yes, yes, thank you. You have brought uh you have brought and are bringing some amazing guest co-hosts. Really appreciate you for that. And of course, once again, in the building. Last but most certainly not least, Big O. What's happening? As always, a pleasure to be here with our lovely listeners and, and new guests as we talk it over and discuss the, the latest topic. Yes, indeed. You got some hot ones. Too. We got some fire. We too. always got some hot ones. Always got fire. Okay. Universal, what? universal topics. Come on. Listen, so now, as customary, I always open up the show with the feel-good story of the day, which helps us really uh, synthesize and align in one common with one common thread right so here's the feel good story of the day and this one is very intimate and very personal and i want to shout out somebody really special um this story comes out of brooklyn new york right a friend of mine uh uh, actually a fan and listener of this show um down in miami i got a message from her that she is literally she's disabled homebound had a real tragic uh incident happen and she is totally without food no food no nothing literally uh her sister left um and took all the food out of the refrigerator and the cupboard and left it bare and left her to fend for herself but that's the bad side right the feel good side is i immediately spoke with anna banana my producer and told her the story and she immediately, immediately knew what to do. She immediately was like, how can we help? What, what do we need to do um, to get this young lady what she needs? And so we went online and, and found uh, some supermarkets that would do deliveries. And um, Anna Banana actually PayPal the young lady some money so that she could get the things that she so I wanted to, that was my feel good story of the day um, for sure. So big up Anna Banana. That was really awesome. She didn't hesitate, didn't question. Um, and that's what this is all about. This is really all about service and how we can, how we can improve self so that we can be a greater service. So what do y'all think about nice. that? Very nice. Good one, huh? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So what, what, uh, I'm curious, what, what did you guys, did Anna take that on her own or did they find a service? 
Well, so we, we kind of did some research to find the, um, the supermarkets that were closest to her. Okay. That okay. Deliveries. And got it. So, um, and then got that information to her. And then after that, um, Anna literally PayPal'd her over some, uh, some money so that she could get started and get some food. Okay, nice. Talk about a feel-good story that's really, like, right here, personal. Um, and very local. Yeah, very local. So, um, yeah, so the young lady, I believe, is probably going to the supermarket sometime today or tomorrow. Right now, on backyard. That's Thank you for that, Now That's very beautiful. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, that's what, that's what this is all about. This is about service, right? How can we be, uh, how can we serve to the best of our ability? So Especially they, in the time that we're in now. Yeah, let, yeah. without further ado, I can bring in the topic. Is everybody's ready? Yes, let's do it. We're good. Oh, all right, so this was a, a hot one. I think this one um, a lot of people have always been curious about. But work romance. Romance in the workplace. Should you stay away from it? If you don't, how can you make it work? And how to handle an awkward affair that isn't yours? So that's the topic we're going to kick around today. And as always... We always discuss, and I love to open up the floor to the new guests to see what their take is on it, share any experiences or um, any anecdotes about what they feel about the topic, which is working relationships in the workplace. Come on, Cullen and Alicia. Hit us with both barrels out the gate. Well, okay, I'll start. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, The... I think work relationships are, they should be the exception more than the rule. But I don't think they should be ruled out. I want to make that very clear. Like, I, I think, um, because, I, you know, your, your primary reason for having a job is to go and match your talents with someone's need. It's like you said, we're here to serve. But that's your primary reason for being at work. But... The reality of it is nine times out of 10, you're going to run into other people that share your vision and share some other things too. And, it, and it's almost like a, a buffet sometimes. You, you, you're around, suddenly you're around all of these people that stimulate you and there, there could be somebody that emerges from that pack sure. that, that's absolutely amazing. However... My, like I said, I began with saying this should be the exception more than a rule. So that person, to me, has to be an exceptional person that makes it worthwhile because uh, because it will come with all of the same challenges that all relationships do. And now you've added another component that could turn it could turn it could turn dark on you real fast and go the wrong way. Absolutely, it have a, a serious impact. On, yes. on both, on both the career and the relationship, right? Yes. yes. So that's collateral damage. Yes. Right. Real, real yeah. quick, Cullen, Cullen and Elitia, tell us, um, tell us, give our listeners uh, uh, some background on who you all are and what you do. Sure. Uh, Cullen and I are your favorite relationship coaches at When Love Works. We, we co-founded When Love Works, a coaching and development company, really because we saw a void and a need within our community, specifically historically uh, communities that were often uh, marginalized, specifically within our own uh, 
three three people radius of relationships, we really saw a lot of dysfunction and people really separating because they didn't have the tools. And then in our personal relationship journey, we really wanted to do something that was efficient, that made sure that we enjoyed one another and not have to navigate all of the stuff. So When Love Works was really born out of a void, a strong need, and really right. us wanting to have a core so that we could quickly enjoy each other, maintain connection to each other, and just live this life, this one life we give. We have. So at When Love Works, we have coaching, we offer uh, workshops, we offer experiences, we have books and guides, we definitely have memberships, we definitely just, just support people in all things healthy relationships. We are out here disrupting the status quo of unhealthy relationships. Nice. Nice. So you guys started the business together. So you guys are working co-workers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you speaking place romance. Right. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure make sure we got that through as well. So y'all are able to successfully navigate. Yes. Working together and having a, a romance and your actual business is bringing working romance and relationships to the forefront. And as you said, marginalized, looked over communities. Yes. Yes. We, you know, big old, big old, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah we, we, we recognize that there, there are like over 4,000 universities that, and colleges in the, in the United States of America alone. And like less than one percent actually address, you know, curric- have curricula that mm-hmm. actually teach healthy relationship. Um, oh wow! Yeah, kind of just let you float. Yeah, it's trial and error. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's really heartbreaking to run into people who absolutely love each other and they really think that momentum is going to take them through, and it's just not enough. It's heartbreaking to see them part just because they don't have the tools. And then you add today's topic about people having the tools in the workplace where they've gone to school, they've gotten certification, they've gotten the advanced knowledge to be in that place of employment, and yeah. now you in, you inject the intimate component. Right. Like, right. People actually get those tools. There is no a- HR, there's no orientation that says, right. you know, it's right. just an onboarding process to find out yeah. if your talent matches our company's need. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, they they say it's frowned upon. Keep your your personal stuff outside. Keep the business inside. So I get that. Um, Sasha, what about you? You got any any anecdotal story? So my uh, initial reaction to the topic is that um, can I swear that you don't? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we try to keep it to a minimum. But look, if it's if it's germane to this, you know, telling the story, you have to do it in German, though. You got to swear. Yeah, that you don't shit where you eat, basically. Mm-hmm. That you mm-hmm. shouldn't. Um, that said, in agreement with Colin um, and Alicia, Alicia, I have seen a lot of relationships, good, solid relationships, blossom um, out of two people working together in the workplace. Okay. So I think that they can happen. I mean, it's naturally that they happen because that's where people meet. That's where they interact. They work together. They probably socialize after work together. So it kind of uh, presents itself for Mm -hmm. something, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think as long as two people are 
sincere and open with what it is, which is the way that it should be anywhere else anyway, it could potentially work. It should work. Now okay. there's like, a, I don't know, an HR issue, right? Certain companies frown upon uh, having uh, relationships in our office, whatever. Yeah, uh, they want to protect. Correct. Yeah. There's certain things. We've all, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, there are, there are situations where one person is reporting to another person. So then, you know, is it fair? Should they transfer? So I think all of those things should be discussed when the relationship is starting. Basically, uh, that either one of the people um, should be willing to leave that workplace or transfer uh, in the event of it becoming a conflict of interest, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you just sort of prioritize what's more important, this connection that we have that is valid and real or um, this job. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. and that it doesn't work out and you don't have a job. I don't really yeah. And so I think... Cool too. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I, I think it's I'm, I err on the side of caution, and I have to take uh, 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 I have to take Collins' um, point where he said it has to be somebody very exceptional for me to break that rule because I feel like you like you said, Sasha, you don't you don't shit where you eat, and if this is my main source of income, that's a huge thing to jeopardize for a relationship that may or may not be um, successful. Now, there are a lot of, you know, unspoken rules about dating a coworker. I'll just read really briefly just a few. Let me insert before you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, Because I've been in that situation. I've been, uh, when I was was really young, in in the work environment uh, after I'd gotten out of the military. And, uh, you know, I I would just say, Maturity is, is key. Um, you know, people talk about age, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're mature. Uh, maturity is definitely key. Um, and uh, I've been on the other end as a business owner, and I support people coming together. I mean, again, like Cullen said, you know, it's, it's about aligning with another person for a greater purpose. So, it, you know, that, that, could, that could take place in a, in a, in a work environment. You know, um, I just let those individuals know it's one of those situations that it's good when it's good and it's bad when it's bad. And I let the two and the parties know that, look, when things are going good, that's that's all well and good. I said, but if it starts going bad, I'm getting rid of the both of you. Okay, but I, I definitely welcome and support it. I love relations. You know, I think relations is a beautiful thing. And, uh, and, you know, look, sometimes when I'm alone, I relate to myself. So, you know, it's all right. That's from the nutty professor. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I relate to myself. I think uh, that's a good point. Yeah, go ahead, Alicia. No, please. Thank you, Big O. One of the biggest things that um, K.I. and Sasha brought out, too, and Big O, you were naming, is that it's difficult when HR or your boss has right. to give you the parameters for how the relationship works. And we're saying, hello, no. Yeah. It's like with dating, if you meet someone in the grocery store or in random um, social interactions, you two need to get expectations and get clear on how to make a healthy relationship, right. period. Whether you mm-hmm. get together mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's unfair for the HR department or boss to now have to navigate that. It's just Absolutely. not fair. 
Yes. And so again, at Winlow Works, we always push you do your own work, get your skills because yes. the environment won't shift how well you all do. Right. Yes. The amount of tools you have and skills you have will indicate well, the success yeah. of your relationship. Absolutely. Right. And I think that goes back to what you were saying, KI, about the maturity level. Uh, because, you know, as, as Colin and Alicia have both stated, when you do find yourself in a relationship in a workplace, a relationship is hard enough to manage on its own. Then you start adding in all the additional uh, complexities of being at the same office site or whatever have you. So it does take an individual to know themselves and have that sense of maturity to be able to say, all right, look, we're going to establish these ground rules uh, early. We're going to be very considerate and mindful of our particular stations at this job and whatever conflicts we have, can we keep them at home? Um, one of the reasons I, like I said, I take a air of caution or air on the side of caution is because I know myself, I'm very challenging to get along with. And so I can be, when I'm in professional mode, it's like, Hey, listen, this is the job. This is my job. Whatever we may or may not have going on, you can't bring that here. And that doesn't always work when, you know, it doesn't work when you're in a relationship, you know, whatever we have, as far as our idea or vision, life will always find a way to, to throw a monkey wrench into that. Yeah. So I would, I would steer away from it. Me personally, I'm, I'm like, you said, big old. I would, I've heard horror stories. Yeah. I, I would steer away from it. Well, mine's, mine's was a horror story. It, it was, again, it was good when it was good. Uh, in the South, it, it turned ugly real fast. So was there collateral damage from that? Did that cost either one of you a, a career trajectory or? Um, no, it did not, but it had the potential to, you know, um, I had to, I had to kind of be the, the person with the big pants on. Um, and this was my supervisor. Um, so she had the ability to crush me like a, like a, you know, stomp me like a grape. And I, but I, and I saw that, you know, I kind of factored that in. And so I moved accordingly. Um, and I stepped off. Um, and then we were actually able to maintain uh, a relationship after I left. Okay. That had intensified, but I knew I saw where it was headed. I saw where she was taking it and she was taking it to HR mm. <laughs> you know, and mm. was going to create situations uh, where I got fired and, and threw out smoke screens to make it look like something else. You know, her, her reason was for, for firing me was for something else. So mm. um, I saw that I was young. I was probably about 22, 20, about 22 years old, but um you know, it, it, these things happen, and uh, I would definitely say that, you know, as Cullen and Elitia said, what tools do you have in your toolbox that are going to allow you, holistically, as a human being, what tools do you have in your toolbox that's going to allow you to resolve these issues and conflicts when they arise? Because if things go south and they do, and you're not equipped to deal with them, you are going to fail. I mean, we've all heard of the horror stories where maybe like a love affair went fatal yeah. at the job site. You know, I've, I, I won't mention the company that I work for, but there was absolutely, yeah, there was absolutely an incident where that happened. It wasn't at the location that I was at, but it was still reflective upon the entire company as a whole and so they had to address it because you know these are people that people knew 
and had relationships, work relationships with that ended up becoming uh, tragic because of, you know, like you said, the inability or not having the right tools to navigate what happens or how to adjust when it goes south or when it blows up. Um, I would like to ask everybody, Cullen, Alicia, Sasha, K.I., because um, I want to just read some really quick yeah, rules that, yeah, that, you know, what you think about it and add on. Um, but one of the do's and don'ts, they say, do seriously consider whether it's worth it. Don't do establish ground rules early and often that, you know, we've already spoke, spoke about that. Um, don't let the relationship and your job take over your life, which I think is huge. Um, be considerate of your coworkers, uh, and don't expect it to stay. Um, those are just a couple of real quick, light, you know, light ground rules. Absolutely. Does, does, uh, Colin, Alicia, y'all have any? Anything to add from your your realm well, of expertise? I, I have something to offer, and it kind of it borders on what you're you're saying and what Ki just finished sharing with us. And and I just I just I just wanted to to make this very clear. I read I read some material recently about how uh, relationships like office cultures. Office cultures in general, the relationships inside of, of, of office cultures, outside of intimate relationships, are at, are at epidemic proportions already in terms of negativity. Mm. There, there, there's so much like there, there's so much dysfunction in, mm. in these offices, and, and they're at, at epidemic proportions. And I absolutely believe it because I, I'm a free uh, a, a contractor who works in different environments. And I see it. I see that it's the norm more than the exception. Wow! But people would, but people would have you believe it's the it's it's exceptional. So I'm right. just telling you, that's something to keep in mind. It's already. I mean, just just draw on your own experiences. It's already like going through a gauntlet in most offices. So yes. now yes. introducing a relationship, you're now um, putting yourself. You almost like putting an X on your back. So like I, but I still say. If that person is exceptional and your connection and your chemistry is exceptional, I would still go for it because it's just so rare when you run into that person who you operate with like that. And then the final thing I wanted to say was that uh, like what happened to you, this person said is to you, K.I., <laughs> how the person was able to kind of like cover her tracks really well. Yeah. And still do her dirt and have you yeah. kicked out. Yeah. They, this was the this is the that's the core of what this story was about. They said by the time you figure out that somebody has it out for you, it's already too late. Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. That's interesting. I've um I, my my main job is um personal training. I've worked for commercial gyms and now I'm currently working for myself. But even in a commercial gym, an atmosphere that is prone to promote, you know, good looks, good health and all that stuff. And you have to be sociable. You have to be sociable in an atmosphere because you have that's your business. Right. Meeting people, convincing them the benefits of, you know, working with a personal trainer. And so it's very easy. Um, but I've, I felt like 
at that time, it's, it's like, yeah, we can't be, I actually dated a trainer. We weren't at the same location. Uh, and when we actually, she was a trainer before I became one. So it kind of helped me career wise, but it was through total, like we didn't see each other. Was it, it the was, same company? Same company, but totally different, different locations. So it was very, and it's funny. She asked if I would ever work <laughs> at her location. I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> Because I, like I said, I know the complexities of having to deal with whatever is going on. Like you said, KI, when it's great, it's great. But when it's bad, you just compound everything because all eyes are on you. It's just hard to handle anything in private because you work with these people. You spend so much time. They see the immediate and can feel and can feel the visceral vibes Mm -hmm. that a couple can bring in. Like that's very difficult to hide. You know how you've been we've all been in situations where someone may speak up and say, Oh, what's going on between you and this person? Cause they pick up on a vibe that may or may not be uh, something that you want to act on, but they sense it. So you hit on something key big old. Cause in my situation, one of the things that happened is we actually kept it hidden because she was, she was literally my superior and she's probably about eight years older than me. So people didn't know it. We kept mm-hmm. that. Uh, hidden. So it made it very easy for her when things were going south in our personal relationship side. It made it very easy for her to um, to throw up the smoke screens to get me out and make it appear as though she was firing me because it was something connected to work. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, very key. It wasn't known. You were going to say something, Elite? Yeah, I was just going to say that I like the ground rules that you shared, Big O. The only challenge is they're not specific. They aren't really tools and skills because if you say something like be considerate, that's too big of a bucket. Yes. Uh-huh. So Absolutely. one of the things that we would advise to anyone going into any relationship as a couple, we just we just keep it very simple and we give them the three C's. You're going to have to collaborate and create mm-hmm. how you will communicate. Mm-hmm. How is the communication going to be period? Like, and we use the four A's to make sure that it is emotionless. There's no tone. There's just factual. There is compassion in it. We also really work with people on the second seat is conflict. How are you two going to navigate conflict? Yes. Like that is very specific work that you're going to have to practice before we get into the workplace, practice in the, you know, in different environments. And then the final C is all about companionship. So those communication, conflict and companionship are the bigger buckets of headings of skills that people actually need to make a relationship work. Any type of partnership, whether it's um, again, courting, dating, Lifetime partnership, you have to have a collaborative resolve for how you two will communicate. And it has to be collaborative. It can't be I'm used to communicating like this, but I grew up and you grew up like this. Like you're going to have a clash. You also have to come together on how you will navigate conflict. We have a personal tool that we share with people, but we're like, this is how you see the conflict come up. This is how you two collaborate around it. And then this is how you ensure that it never comes up again because you come up with a collaborative solution that one and done, right? You're not seeing the same conflict over. And finally, companionship is the last seat because we want you to value that not everyone has found someone that's worth living this life with. Mm. So what are you two going to do collaboratively to really honor that and value that? So those three C's are specific skills and tools that people need in relationships, period. And that can be on HR. Mm. Be on the yeah. boss. That is on every seeking a successful relationship. Period. I really like that. I really like that. That's beautiful, especially the collaboration part. That's huge. 
I think the you know, air system. Yeah, everybody, you know, goes into it and they, they hear about how awesome you have to be at communication and conflict resolving. But very little is spoken about collaboration and just actually like like you said, like I have my view, you have your view and we want to meet somewhere in the middle. But how come it can't be like, let's make a new view. Let's make a new. There you uh, go. There you go, big old. We get excited. That, that's exactly what we say. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so excited oh, when you said that, man. Let me tell you something. That's what we say. Why should two people come together and now their resolution be something inferior to what they had before? If you were great singles, then you should come together and come up with a creative, even better solution together. And it right. doesn't look like Ooh. anyone else's. It can't look like your parents, yes. your friends. It has to be y'all, too. Yeah, yeah. Sasha is cheesing over there. What do you think, Sasha? Well, I wanted to kind of rewind a little bit and add another industry layer to this because Mm -hmm. as a woman coming from the financial industry, I still, where gender parity is still very much a struggle, culture of sexism and sort of predatory behavior exists and is excused on a daily basis. So I would seriously advise against uh, jumping into something uh, without managing your own expectations, right? Without being ready for really anything uh, to come of it. Um, Again, not saying that great things can't happen in the workplace, but I would just be very mindful of... um, what you or who you get involved with and uh, in what capacity. And um, another thing, uh, kind of lost my track of thought here, but, um, and I'll probably just, <laughs> it'll come to me later. Okay. I just, I okay. really just lost yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Get in, jump in when you yeah, yeah. Colin said this, you know, the, the, the work environment is already a Petri dish of dysfunction waiting to happen. Let me. You're not mindful, you know, and you don't have these tools, and you don't have, as Sasha said, these uh, these self guidelines. Again, you're you're asking for trouble. Let me ask because I speaking on that, Ki, about like you just said, the petri dish of dysfunction. I want to go back to to Cullen and Alicia. Do you find that the higher up you get, as far as position in certain companies, is it more dysfunction? Like the higher, the more responsibility you have that comes with a certain title and the peers among that that hierarchy is there more dysfunction so like would there be more dysfunction among managers than there would be among uh like the sales people or the grounds people or would there be more i I could see that because ego can get enlarged as you go up but it's also a second component which is what sasha just not introducing to the conversation is still um, gender and power are yep. really underlying all of those things. Okay. So if we don't really get to the heart of the gender and the power and the, all the biases right. that happen, and then you add ego on top of that by giving someone the title, mm-hmm. who's holding them accountable? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, 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 so yep. if you get a low character higher, everybody suffers. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and workplace cultures are so fragile. I've seen amazing places change overnight by the addition of one toxic person. 
Nice. Sure. That's how contagious it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I was just kind of reading some uh, over some things, um, some uh, looking up, researching, and um, one of the things that I noticed that was that was really um, disturbing to me, and it's kind of piggybacking off of what Sasha was saying, was that the workplace romance seemed, based on the stuff that I was reading, seemed to be more encouraged for the owners or the the, the heads of the businesses and discourage from the people who were the subordinates. Hmm. And I thought, yeah, you know, and I was just briefly scanning over that and I was like, see, well, there, therein lies part of the problem right there. So it speaks to what you were saying, Sasha, with the, um, with the, the power structure is already warped, right? So if you're encouraging the owners or the operators of, of a business or an entity to, to, to co-mingle and to play around and to have the forbidden fruit but the subordinates cannot, you know, so you're already going to have a problem. And the problem is even greater than just this, this isolated, these isolated incidents of workplace romance, right? The problem yeah. is the structure of the entity itself. So go ahead. Right. I would add, because I remembered what, what, what I was going to say before is um, going back to, I think what O and um, Colin talked about before if a person is immature and dramatic and sort of extra in your inside the workplace relationship, I probably would advise against uh, getting involved with him or her outside of the workplace situation too, because immaturity doesn't all of a sudden drop as soon as you enter an office, right? So then that individual probably isn't ready or isn't for you, right? Because uh, again, I think we've discussed that in some other episodes where everything is sort of like a puzzle piece match, right? So his or her um, immature uh, maturity isn't on your level or isn't a match to your maturity sort of. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I would, I would advise probably against getting involved with that individual regardless. Workplace is ultimately just geography, right? Just, uh, just a setup, just a dynamic. So everything should flow organically or whatever. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I totally agree. So you're listening to Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We have amazing uh, guest co-hosts and Big O. What's what's our topic for those who just start got in on, got in on this? For those for the latecomers, we we still love you. Uh, work romance. Should you stay away from it? How to make it work? How to handle an awkward affair that isn't yours? So. Uh, yeah, we've been discussing various we, we went over briefly, you know, some ground rules on, on how to make it work, which consisted mostly of um, don't rush into it. Make sure it's it's take the time to make sure it's really worth jumping into um, establish ground rules early and often. And as Cullen and Alicia have already spoken about, like the things that you need to make any relationship successful. You're just going to be compounded when you enter in the responsibilities and complexities of being uh, on task at your job. So you need to build a screening process, period. If you say I want to date and I want to have a healthy relationship, then you have to get the skills 
to have a tight screening process. That right. that is not indicative. That does not change because it's a workplace. You just need to know how to screen. Yeah, everything mm. has to be in place, including your breakup model. Yep, that's mm. session two of our dating you toolbox, know, the breakup model. Because wow. because you know, I, it's no no reason in the world why somebody that you had such strong feelings for that you can't part in love. Absolutely. No reason why I can't why that can't happen. I agree a thousand percent. Thank yeah, you. we need to make that a huge we need to jump on y'all's next uh <laughs> session or next seminar so we can learn because that's something that a lot of people don't know, myself included. I mine have crashed and burned sometimes in the past and I'm like, yeah, these bridges are not being repaired. So um I think that's huge. <laughs> it, it, it is. It really is. I, you know, I, I've always tried to, I always remember um, that the, the same way that I entered that relationship and attempted to form that more perfect union, if things don't work out, I need to, I try to remember that woman, how I first met her and how I first saw her. Right. So, things don't work for whatever reasons, you know, there are a wide variety of reasons that relationships don't work out and you should be, again, the, the, the maturity, you know, that, that's what I would say is probably different um, about me uh, then and now is that level of maturity, right? And a lot of times you, you have these experiences that are bad and negative and that's not the intention, you know, but you're, you're gaining um, experience and experience over time brings about wisdom and that wisdom brings forth understanding. And that understanding is all based on viewing things uh, from a mature perspective. So um, we, we don't have that much more time to go. Cullen, Elitia, where can our listeners find you? Uh, you guys have a podcast. Where can they find you on your podcast and where can they find When Love Works? Okay, I'll take it. All right. Find When Love Works on Instagram, When Love Works, Facebook, When Love Works Coaching. Listen to the podcast, When Love Works Podcast, um, on any platform that you listen to podcasts. Visit our website to get all this information, whenloveworks.com. Uh, everything When Love Works. Again, we are here to give you what you need, all the tools you need to get the relationship you deserve. We are disrupting the status quo of unhealthy relationships. So find us on Instagram, that's at When Love Works, Facebook, When Love Works Coaching. Listen to our podcast, binge the first season, season when the worst podcast, the real work of relationships. Because let me get, let's be very clear. We are very intentional about the name of our company, When Love Works, because you have to put in some work. Love is a verb. Yeah. The chemistry can't take you all the way through. Yeah. When so the chemistry runs out, that's when the work kicks in. So mm. Yes. Yes, the kick. Mm. So find yeah. us on Instagram, When Love Works, uh, Facebook, When Love Works Coaching, all platforms. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to be your support in making love work. Thank you for having us, too. Yeah, thank you. Thank very you much. guys for joining. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Will you come back and join us again? Yes, we will. Yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, look, so a big, oh, um, you remember that workshop that, uh, that I had gone to? Yes, um, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, Cullen and Elitia. I mean, yeah. they put together a workshop, a seminar, that was a blockbuster. I mean, talk about taking some tools um, and, and putting them in my toolbox. Man, I got some really beautiful uh, tools. Yeah, I got some tools just from listening to them. I'm yeah, like, hey, I need to go out here. And, and I did just follow uh, you guys on, on Instagram. So you'll be, you'll be seeing some more of me, hopefully. Thank you. Thank you. 
Big Sasha, what's up? Anything you want to anything you want to uh, say? Where can we find you? What you're doing? How can we support? Uh, nothing to plug at the moment. So you can find me on IG at Monsi212. You can also find me now on TikTok at the same handle <laughs> because I'll be spending the rest of this quarantine mastering that the dances and everything else. So oh my goodness. now, what's TikTok? Help me out. It's a new platform, bro. Yeah. It's another social media platform. <laughs> like ET, ET is like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. want it to <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's a platform where people post videos. <laughs> and like yeah, creative, creative videos of themselves. It, and it has grown exponentially during the quarantine because I think people are super bored and they're just... Wow. Yeah, they actually went nice. huge um, because they have now, I think... The growth, they're threatening to be the number one social media tool past uh, Facebook and Instagram. I think I read that. I'm not sure. But I know that the growth is is, because you got to think TikTok has been um, targeted towards kids. And so not Instagram and Facebook is necessarily targeted towards the youth. But TikTok has been very specific in who they want to use their platform. And it starts with the kids and they're trying to get them early because uh, kids are some of the most creative people. They're in that creative space. Sure. Uh, I wanted to say something real quick just to let our listeners know and letting everybody here. If you guys find yourselves wanting to get in on an at home workout session, I found a great uh, website that you can join. Uh, it's pay at, pay what you want. So there's absolutely no charge. It's kind of like donation based. And the website, and this is for all the listeners, is called uh, Bands, B-A-N-D-S dash Bells, that's B-E-L-L-E-S dash Beauty dot MyShopify.com. And they run uh, daily, basically Monday through Friday. And they have multiple times that you can go up there and sign. I've actually done a couple of them myself, uh, and they're really good. They're really good. And you, <clears throat> it's built to use your body weight and resistance bands if you have them. If you don't, there's a spot on the website where you can check out some stuff. That's what's up, Big O. Where can people find us? Oh, right, Alicia, what you say? Right, go ahead, Alicia. No, call him saying. No, I said thank you for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because they want, we got to stay away from this this COVID fifteen. The fifteen pounds that come on from sitting in the house and not moving. And <laughs> the freshman fifteen, that time has come and gone, and now COVID fifteen is coming back to try to catch us. But uh, I, yeah, I, I was told that I need to wear my mask in the house because I'm eating up all the damn food. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be beyond. That might be beyond yeah. the social distancing yeah, exactly. mandates. They might just. That's a permanent thing. Mask on, green. Shoot, about to great. muzzle you. Man, so- socially distance yourself from the yeah, fridge. I gotta <laughs> socially distance myself from the refrigerator. Um, so, Big O, where can people find us? Where, where- uh, people can find us at Instagram, Facebook, TalkItOver.show is the handle. And please follow us, subscribe on all platforms iPod, Spotify, where you can find a library of past episodes and future and upcoming episodes as well. That's what's up. Listen, thank you all. Um, I appreciate uh, my, my special guest coming on, Big Sasha in the building. Um, 
Cullen and Elitia of When Love Works. And of course, my guest, my co-host, Big O, keeping you in the know. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, want to uh, shout out uh, Miss Anna Banana, our producer, and uh, handling, all the, yes, handling all the technical business. Thank you so much, Anna. Yes, my other yeah. producer, Bumpy. Yes, Bumpy in the building. And actually, I want to do a special shout out to... Um, the songwriter of Talk It Over and and one of the inspirations of actually the show, Mr. Sandy Linsner. And uh, he's actually going to have him come on and be one of the guests. So as I always like to say, may all your ups and downs be in the bed. Slow motion for me. Gia. Thank you all. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Can We Talk It Over? The only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We hope you got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.